Hello, beautiful souls. I am Valeria Maritza at Healing Through You. I am an infinite being of light, and so are you. Today, I have the pleasure of bringing to you the wonderful Nicolette Haraday. She is a beautiful soul. I can't wait to hear her story of transformation. And she's going to talk to you about business and kind of like the back things in business of what it takes to be your own entrepreneur and the highs and downs and all of those things that a lot of people don't hear about. So a lot of times we just see like this entrepreneur and that entrepreneur and they're all, they're doing great things. And we look at them as if they're separate from us, as if like, oh, they're lucky or they had the tools or they had the um, the money or the uh, education or whatever it is that's coming up for you. When in fact, those are all just excuses that continue to keep us separate from our ideal thing that we want to do. And so I'm going to bring uh, her story forward here so that you can learn more about this particular um, subject and see it through her eyes, through her story. So maybe you can see yourself in it and have the courage and, and or the go ahead or the permission even to go ahead and jump into your dreams. So yay, here's Nicolette. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you in my podcast and have um, people hear your story. I'm excited to be here, Valeria. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. So um, I was telling my audience a little bit about you and I was talking about um, talking about the, the kind of like the backstage of entrepreneurship. And the things that people don't talk about and how people think like, oh, they just have it made or they're lucky. And, and and they create this like separation between who they're seeing as their idol, so to speak, and us who are like not good enough or like can't do it or that's too hard to, to make it there. And so hoping that uh, this nice conversation is going to allow people to see themselves perhaps in your story and be able to take that step towards their own uh, dreams of what they want to do. I hope so too. And it's funny because we had like a pre-conversation before this podcast and you asked, you know, what it was and this came through and it's surprising because this isn't something that I necessarily talk about a lot, um, but I do feel like it's so relevant and a lot of people must need to hear it. So I'm excited to dig in. Yeah. So why don't you give us a very brief background of other things that you do and then uh and then go into the the entrepreneur part uh that came through for you to share today um the other things I do outside of like work and business you mean yeah or yeah like, so people know what you I do am. what you're all about like you know okay. what kind of things um, they reach for you for yeah okay well um I'll just give you like the whole synopsis and hopefully that'll kind of cover everything so um, I am the CEO of Inspired Hearts Publishing. I work with spiritual mentors, healers, transformational coaches um, who want to use books as a platform to share their message, vision, story uh, with the world. And I help facilitate them in getting published. Um, I'm also the host of the Radiant Reach podcast, Empowered Conversations for Inspired Living. And really, I just want to be a light and a, a facilitator to help um, people who are doing incredible work in the world um, shine a light on what they're doing. I've had so many experiences with mentors or coaches or friends or 
practices or a book that I've come across. And um, sometimes it just takes like a tiny little shift like this and it opens up so much. Um, sometimes it takes a lot more than that and it opens up a lot, but um, I know the power and I think the world is hungry for the opportunity to find their own power and creating change they want in the world in themselves. Um, so that's what I do. I'm a mother of three daughters and I live in Colorado. I'm a lover of nature. Um, that is my happy place and where I find, um, myself being able to, um, connect deeper and really it, find my balance inside this world. Um, I love to meditate. I'm an advent, ad, I'm an active journaler. Um, so I journal frequently and, um, I'm a spiritual being and really look for ways of connecting spirituality to, um, this 3d reality we're living in. Awesome. Amazing. I really love um, how you brought in all of the different aspects of what you're doing, your family, um, things that you love to do, because so many people can begin to relate and like, oh, okay, I have kids. Oh, okay, I live in in a place like that. And, you know, because a lot of people have this misconception, um, which is a conditioning of like, I, I can't make it if I don't live, let's say, in a big city or in a place, right? Uh, so that's, that's a huge part of it. So yeah. um, what is it that you wanted to share with us about uh, your journey down the entrepreneurship? And how, yeah. how, did, how did you begin, begin to do that? Yeah. So, um, I have been a lifelong, like I, for my whole adult life, I have had this entrepreneurial spirit and, um, all, even though I always had, you know, corporate nine to five jobs, I've always felt like a real desire, um, to express myself through entrepreneurship and, have really been attracted to the idea that we can create our own reality through this container. Um, so I've dabbled along through like various things um, throughout my adult life. I um, had, you know, was, was also very much a part of corporate America and I um, was working as a project manager for a business broker at the time. And this was, let's see, seven years ago. My mm -hmm. middle daughter was in first grade at the time. And I was, you know, of course, trying to juggle all the things, working, you know, 40 plus hours a week. Um, I had three daughters and um, that were so very important to me to be present for them and was doing all the things and at the time, my middle daughter got, um, she started getting severe anxiety and was extremely nervous about going to school. And she got, it got to the point where she was so, she was getting so scared every day she would throw up and it was just breaking my heart. I was trying to manage the needs and really like these additional needs that she was needing to help her work through these things that she was feeling, um, and also balance this very demanding job. And my employer at the time was less than sympathetic. She wanted to work with me, but she, you know, felt like, I think she felt like it was a sacrifice to the business. Um, mm -hmm. so I had asked, 
um, for some concessions and my hours and was really trying to make things work so that I could be more present for my daughter. And there was a, um, I had negotiated a four day work week so that I could have Fridays off because my daughter was out of school that day. And I thought that could just be a really good day. You know, we'd have these three days to spend together. Um, and there was a situation that came up that she was, my employer at the time was under the impression that I wasn't like doing as much as I was when I was working five days a week. And I just, I knew it wasn't true. I knew I was doing exactly what I needed to be doing. And it was a perception that she had. And I was so worn out. I was so exhausted at the time and something, it, I heard a shake. There was my higher self. It was like the first time I feel like that my higher self roared at me and wow. And basically demanded that I am high, I I have more worth than this. I need to own my own worth. I love that. I love that sentence. I have more worth than this. So many of us, you know, are just slaves to the matrix and what we're told has to be done. And that's the only way to do it. And you need to choose, especially as a mother, between your yeah. children and a career or children and making actual good money. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was like, I knew I was doing what I needed to in that, in, in, you know, with my job, I was absolutely performing the way that should have been expected. And to be having this accusation, just because I was asking, I think there was just something that, you know, my higher self just said this, you don't have to accept this. This is, not the only reality that exists for you. And I heard it. I heard the roar. It was a shake. And um, the next day I basically put in my notice and decided to go out on my own and start a virtual assistant agency. So that's what I did. And just to give you a little context, it was so out of character for me because <laughs> I am someone who has the next job lined up before I, you know, I, I was always someone who was very playing it safe. Um, and so I didn't have like a big nest egg that I was going to pull on while I built up this virtual assistant agency, but there was something inside me that I just knew. I knew my worth and I knew I was going to be a capable of being able to um, move into entrepreneurship and needed to be present and available for my daughter and all my daughters, but at the time my middle daughter, which needed some extra love for me. Um, and I didn't want to keep choosing. I didn't want to keep choosing. I didn't want to have to keep trying to, okay, I get a call from the school and I don't want to upset my employer. I just, I didn't, I was done. I was done trying to, you know, pull a little bit here so I could give a little bit here. And I knew there was a better way. And so I did, I went out on my own and started my own virtual assistant agency. And I was doing all the things I was putting myself out there. I was reaching out. I was, you know, watching the videos on how to get clients and um, putting things in place. And I wasn't getting a lot of traction at first. And I think it was like, I can't remember how long I had a little bit of a lead time, but it was, you know, I had gotten right down to the wire and I remember I had a hundred dollars in my account and it was like the next month was coming and wow. bills were going to be, you know, mm -hmm. due. And I was getting 
to the point of being in a little bit of a panic. I was, I remember being at the store, just shaking and thinking, oh my gosh, this, you know, is how am I going to do this? And, um, but I just kept believing it. I just kept seeing it. I just, you know, I don't think at that point I really had a choice to be honest with you, but I just, you know, took deep breaths and really practiced my breathing and saw it through. And within a week I had, um, attained two, um, really high quality, long-term retainer, virtual assistant clients who ended up surpassing my, um, you know, my income from my corporate job and then escalated to a few more pretty quickly. And, um, so it ended up being a really smooth transition once I got through that, like scary kind of bumpy, um, initiation. And that's, that's how I got started. That's amazing. I love that when, you know, like you're like right there, I only a hundred dollars and you're like, but I just kept believing like that's so powerful because you know I think we all go through this um even me my entrepreneurship uh with with the healing business I remember dropping my child off for school and then going to Target to pick up my groceries and waiting for them to open and sitting there and seeing a sign that said $17 an hour and me thinking and entertaining for a second oh maybe I should do that (laughs) because the money is not coming in um and then they like no, 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 no. Like I'm doing this, you know, like, but we all go through this, this moments of like, where is it going to come from? Maybe I should do something else. And I, I think when we give in to like, okay, I'm just going to go and put an application and, and, and start working so I can get some type of money that's flowing to me. That's when we stop our, our dream. And then yeah it's so much harder to get it to work. But when you are like, no, no, this is what I'm going to do. And you continue believing, you continue doing the things. That's when everything opens up. It's like, all right, you really do want it. Here you go. (laughs) It's, I think hesitation can be such a uh, momentum killer. (laughs) And so any hesitation, so it's not to say that getting a job is not, I mean, sometimes that's going to be the best decision for you. And especially if, it's in pursuit of continuing, continuing to support your dream. I think it's the, if it's like, well, this is what I'm going to do so that I can have this. That's okay. Um, I am a strong believer that there's a lot of paths, um, to entrepreneurship and we're all on our own journey and there's not a right or wrong way. I think that's a, another misconception that mm-hmm. you know what, if you go and have to get a part-time job for a little while, then you somehow failed. No, you're just working really hard for your dream. Like that's okay too. Um, So that hesitation can be such a killer. And it's funny because when we got on to talk about like what I was going to share and this came through and, and honestly, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. There are ebbs and flows. There are moments of hesitation. There are some doubt that can creep in. And I think I needed to remind myself um, that the belief in our belief in our ability to do something, to do big things is uh, so powerful. Um, and when we continue to believe we will be supported in that pursuit. Amazing. Awesome. So, okay. So, um, you got, you know, all of your guides and all the universe behind you, you receive the money that you needed and you, you surpassing your, uh, corporate job, which is, you know, one of the biggest things that people don't realize that, a lot of people are afraid to leave whatever job they're in because they're there for so many years. They have all of this, they have the security and they're afraid that they're going to make less. And in almost every single case that I have seen, 
people have surpassed that like within months. Like it's like they make so much more than what the, this company, whatever company was, was giving them. Um, and it's, it's like being shown over and over again. And it's that fear of like, I can't do it by myself or I don't have that security. And that is what's keeping you in that place. Um, yeah. So what did you do after that? Um, okay, you started yeah. with that and then you branched yeah. off into so different I, ways. I worked as a virtual assistant for several years and I... Um, went to an online networking event for entrepreneurs that, you know, just networking with other people. And I, um, the woman facilitating the call, you know, I did my, I introduced myself and the woman facilitating the call said, I support women in starting their own publishing company. And I think some of them may need some support from you. And so she inevitably started, um, really referring people to me. And I found myself pretty much exclusively supporting other female publisher, publish, um, female publishing houses and fell in love with the work. It was very aligned with, um, my skill set, And I just loved the, the, I love seeing this potential in people's ability to share more of themselves through this, like this, time-tested, you know, books. People have such a high reverence for books. And, and the, I think one of my favorite parts was just seeing the accomplishment that people felt as they became published mm -hmm. um, and how that confidence really um, just opened up other doors for them that, um, you know, they, they could move through. So um so I was supporting other publishers and I loved the work. I felt really aligned and I, I decided I wanted to go all in and start my own. I thought I can do this. This is something um, that I feel confident that I can do. So I um, once again was ready to take that big leap. Um, and I think that's the other thing. Once you do it once, you know, you're going to be supported. You know, you're going to be caught. It's a little easier to do it the next time. Um, but that doesn't mean it wasn't scary. I was deciding to go in this whole nother route. Um, so preparing for this big up level, because obviously being a virtual assistant, supporting other publishers is a lot different, um, requires a different level of visibility, a different level of skills. There's a lot more sales involved in, um, you know, this new role that I was going to be holding as a publisher. And so I decided to let go of my um, retainer clients because I really wanted to honor this, this new role and going all in and embodying this new position as the CEO of a publishing company. And so I decided I did, I'm doing that. I went back to the woman who had um, initially referred the clients to me as a mentorship. Um, and so I was making this big investment. It was the biggest investment I had ever made um, in myself and my business. Um, and, and to back up just a few steps, I was meditating consistently um, for about a month before making this decision. I was meditating. There was things that I wasn't happy with. And I was really trying to let go of some of these smaller parts of myself to make room for this bigger part of myself to materialize. When I had started the meditation practice, I didn't know what the bigger part was yet. But I knew that there was things that were holding me back from becoming bigger. And so I was really going through this practice. I was consistently meditating. It was the first time I'd ever really 
really, really started consistently meditating. So I was meditating for like an hour every day, letting go of this smaller part of myself, which for me was like kind of, I had found myself kind of getting looped into being a victim, kind of a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I wanted to let go of that. Um, and as the month progressed, I was getting closer and closer to realizing I wanted to do the publishing that I, you know, so I was opening the store. So I was letting go of this piece of me and setting the sights on this bigger piece of me um, or this bigger vision for my life, I should say. And um, so I was in this process. I made this decision by the end of the month. Um, it was... <laughs> it's hard to explain the energetics that were involved in it because it's so much deeper than just a surface level decision. I felt like I was propelled to this place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so I was, um, you know, I'd made this decision. I was going all in, um, I'd let go of my retainer client. So once again, I was like asking, you know, my guides, my angels, the universe to support the su support, this evolution of me. And, um, so I was going all in, I let go of my retainer clients, started my own publishing company. And within three weeks, uh, about three weeks later, my husband of 24 years said he wanted a divorce. He wasn't interested in reconciling, um, to say the rug was pulled out from under me was an understatement. Um, I landed so hard and it was, it was one of the most painful things, um, Hindsight, I know that I needed to let go of a lifetime to be able to pursue this mm -hmm. higher vision. And that's what the meditation was preparing me for. So, um, so, so this happened during this transform, this progression of becoming this publisher and, but I was doing it, I was already all in it. So I'm like, okay. And, and also looking back, it was such a gift that I had this space that I didn't have these clients that were expecting things of me. I just had the space and really I just tripled down on my self-care and my nurturing. I knew I had to get my own heart right. Um, and I, and I continued to build the publishing company very slowly. I was putting together a multi-author book at the time, and that was my only focus. And really I attracted the first clients in that book by writing about my experience, by sharing so openly, that was almost my sole marketing that I did, um, to attract, that. to attract people to that book and, and the most loving, supportive, amazing authors came into that book who I'm still friends with a lot of those folks today. And they were so loving and so just gentle and, and they believed in me even though it was my first book and, you know, and, and that support, um, they just, they got it. They got, they got, they understood. Um, and so, um, so that was, well, like, let's see, two and a half years ago. And I've been, you know, publishing books ever since. And so that's, that's the second part of my entrepreneurial journey. Wow, it's so amazing. I love it so much. Um, I really love that you you talked about your meditation. Um, when I started my my path, it was also through meditation. It, mm -hmm. I started meditating and I was also a very good student. I was doing it every single day. Within two weeks, I saw a change in my reality. Like nothing had changed, but it yeah. was my perception of everything that was like, yeah. oh, that's happening. But it was like watching a movie or something. Like it wasn't really touching me. 
it really does change. I always tell everybody when they say, what can I do? Meditate. Like yeah. I know it sounds redundant. It sounds too easy, but it really does work. It does. And it's not easy. A lot no. of people, it's, it's a skill and something that you have to build up to. And it's funny that you say that because that same exact thing happened. I remember being a couple weeks in and talking to my husband at the time and telling him, yeah, I've been doing this meditation. I'm really trying to let go of this, you know, kind of victim mentality that I've mm-hmm. kind of has creeped in. And I remember him saying, oh, I've noticed you being less like that. Uh, but nothing else had changed yet. Nothing, uh-huh. had, like nothing, you know, had really. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm not doing that as much. And then, um, you know, within a couple of weeks, like everything changed, like everything, like a lifetime mm-hmm. of existence, like people, there are people that were a major part of my life who went away and I've never talked to them again. There are, you know, every single part of my life changed in the most um, heartbreaking, heart opening, um, expansive ways. And I, the the best way I can explain it is things had to break and that I feel like I landed in this new, uh, I, that I landed in a new reality that I had (laughs) moved into a new realm of existence. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh I think um I think marriage is uh and divorce is one of the biggest things people, you know, people talk about that, oh yeah, the, the death of a loved one is is really traumatizing, which it is. I'm not yeah. saying it's not. Yeah. But I think because the rate of divorce is so high, mm-hmm. it's kind of like people are just like looking at oh, this happens and it doesn't, and they don't really realize the how devastating it could be. Um, and how, just like you said, you know, like all this, it wasn't just him leaving. It's like all this half of him left, all these people that were a major part of my life left. That happened to me too. Um, I I went through a divorce as well, but I was not as invested as you. I was only married for like nine months. (laughs) But still, it's a major, it's in (laughs) dots. I always say if I was to do a TED talk, it would be the importance of radical self-care during times of transition or triumph or transition or trauma. Because Mm -hmm. I think uh, people, a lot of people just keep going through the motions, keep having to show up for work, keep having, and they just don't do the things that they need to heal um, because it's, it's such a shock to the system. I mean, literally it's, it's, it can be, it can feel painful in every single way, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, it feels painful. Um, and so, you know, my ex and I are good for, we're friends today. We're very good co-parents. I don't, you know, he made that choice and it was really hard. Um, but I think, I also feel like I made that choice in a way without realizing it through my meditation practice, I was the, um, the victim, you know, mentality was very connected to him. I would vent to him. There were, it was almost like this thing broke. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. And I think, yeah, divorce, I mean, people underestimate the kind of the transition that people have to move through when they're going through a major separation. It's significant. Um, And so 
just, and it, and people, because people do that, they don't give each other enough grace. They don't give themselves enough grace. I think that's the thing that I um, want to make sure people know that putting yourself first in those moments, advocating for yourself a hundred percent, doing what you need to do for your own heart um, will expedite your healing process. And so, you know, I did that. And to some people, it made me look like a jerk. Um, but to other people, they just knew I was just putting on my own oxygen mask um, because I had to like put myself even above my own kids um, in those moments because I wasn't going to be the mother I needed to be for them um, while I had this, you know, broken heart and could barely put one foot in front of the other at the time. Um, so, so yeah, so advocating for yourself and making sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who can give you the support. And then that along with, and this is going on a whole different direction. I think. <laughs> That's okay though. Of course. Um, um, I think that along with, I continue to take the high road and I continue to have this desire for everyone to come out whole. And I think that is something that also people miss. They miss the mark on it. It's like they get into this tit for tat or, you know, wanting to hold on to um, like regret or anger or resentment for their Mm -hmm. partner. And there were so many times where I had to look and say, I'm going to take the high road again. I'm going to take the high road again. I'm going to take the high road again, um, in an effort to make sure that we all became, we all came through whole, um, and that experience created this well-being in me that it's hard kind of to put into words, honestly, um, how clear that created the energy channel that I'm able to kind of enjoy now. Amazing. What are some of the things that you engaged in uh, to take care of yourself during that difficult time? Yeah. Um, so um, nature <laughs> was such a important piece of my healing. I would spend hours in nature and sometimes I would just go and sit under the tree in my front yard and watch the leaves fall. Like I, it didn't have to be an extreme thing. Just being in nature, um, helped to rebalance me. Um, I would go and sit by the river. Like I would cry my tears into the river. There was a lot of moments with the river. I felt like, um, there were so many times where I just knew nature was, I just had to be in nature. So that was a big piece of it. Um, there was some days where literally, you know, what I needed is to just binge watch Netflix and <laughs> like, just be okay. Not being productive every day. That was a gift um, to say that to break out of this kind of matrix of this nine to five, which honestly, even as a virtual assistant, I stayed in, I still stayed in this idea that I needed to be productive a certain amount of time to make, you know, money and to like have things flowing. And that kind of just all broke in that time frame. I just mm-hmm. said, I need to rest. I need to nurture myself and I need to work when I'm feeling inspired. 
And so I gave myself that permission to work when I was feeling inspired, when I felt like I had something to say, to share, to connect, um, instead of feeling like, and I, and I was in this position where people weren't there. I didn't have a lot of projects. There weren't people needing things for me. So, um, you know, I, I understand the unique position I'm in, but I think trying to find those ways in your own life where you're just letting go of some of the kind of shoulds or mm -hmm. some of the things that you feel like, Oh, I have to do this to keep up with the Joneses. All of that just should go away. Like just who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like really right now, just, you know what, take care of yourself, um, nurture your heart. And then I think the other big thing is I taught, I, I talked about it. I would talk about it with my friends. I would talk about it openly. I talked not in a degrading way against my ex, but in a, this is what I'm experiencing. Um, and really being open with the emotions that I was feeling. And I just created my own support system through that. I would, you know, I remember calling my friends and be like, I have to talk to them about this. Um, and I cried, I cried a lot. I let myself cry. Um, I think, <laughs> I think I cried, you know, I, I, there was just, I was just open and vulnerable to feeling all the feelings. I didn't try to like be okay. I just said, this hurts right now. And, and I'm not going to like try to put on a facade to make everyone else feel okay. Um, this hurts. I'm going to be okay, but I need to express how this is feeling. This is gold here. So important. I mean, we all go through so many things and it is so important to hear this from someone else. Like, yes, you have permission to just go through the pain, feel mm -hmm. it, do whatever you feel like doing. You want to sleep till noon or three o'clock, do it. Like whatever it is that your soul and body are needing in that moment, just give yourself way to heal the way that is coming up for you. Exactly. And I love that you said like, you know, watching Netflix, you know, like, I've, I've yeah. right. It's not always like this productive, like, you know, like I continued to meditate. That's true. I was in nature. That was healthy. And sometimes I would just like binge watch Netflix. Sometimes I would just be sad and I was okay with it sometimes, you know? So I think, I think you nailed it. Like do what your heart is telling you, um, do what feels good to you, like leaning into that, um, it's hard to, and, and follow the nudges because something else that kind of came up for me during that time is like expression through how I was showing up, like what I was wearing, like my clothes. And also like, I started feeling beautiful for the first time ever in a long time. Um, and allowing myself to feel beautiful and being receptive to the attention I was getting that it was, you know, it was noticeable because of, and I think because of all those, all the time I was pouring into loving myself, it was just, it was becoming vibrant on the outside. Yes. I love that. Amazing. Um, yeah. I was, I was thinking about what you just said about, you know, loving myself, feeling beautiful. And it all feels like, when you invest in yourself mm. in being able to just really pull yourself in, do the things your body and soul are asking for, 
then you're able to give out the things that you truly are, a beautiful soul, a beautiful being. When, when we're not doing that, when we're doing all the work or taking care of the kids or the husband or the house or whatever that's outside of us, then we we are depleted. We really are depleted. And if we cannot see the beauty within ours, no one else can see it either. And we don't feel it. We feel depleted. When you're depleted, it's impossible to feel vibrant. It's the opposite of it. And I think that's, this was my first time in my adult life that I had given myself so much love and attention and unconditional love. And it wasn't coming. I wasn't needing it from somewhere else. I was giving it to myself. Um, and so, yeah. So I think, you know, this is my journey and these are things that maybe, you know, someone else might say, Oh, well she said nature, but I don't really like nature. Then don't worry about nature. <laughs> like that's okay. <laughs> do, do the thing that, you know, maybe for you, it's a, you know, consistently going and, um, you know, doing art or, um, you know, going to yoga and being, you know, really connected to your body or exercise, like, do the thing that brings you to that equilibrium. I think that is like the most important message mm-hmm. um, and just love yourself. Just be okay. Just be gentle. Just be gentle with yourself. And it doesn't have to be productive all the time. And it doesn't have to look that it's going to look different for everyone. But I think the the sad thing that I see is people feeling like they just have to keep keep being in that depleted state. Yeah. And that should be your number one priority is moving out of that depleted state. Whatever that looks like for you. What um what advice would you have to someone who feels kind of trapped as mm-hmm. in I'm working 10 hours a day, I have my kids to take care of, I have, you know, my husband, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. I don't have time to to meditate. Oh, I don't have time to take <laughs> care of myself. Like how can that, what advice would you give someone who's coming from that? Like, they're like, yeah, that looks all very nice. That might work for you or for other people, but it's not going to work for me. I'm just too busy. What would you say? to uh, I understand. First of all, I understand because I <laughs> have felt in that space. I have felt stuck in my life more times, you know, so many times and understand that sometimes it's so hard to see the door. And I get that. So first of all, like, you're not alone. That's so many people get to that place. And then just know that it doesn't have to be like that. There is a different reality for you that is existing right now for you, actually. Um, and I always say, if you say you don't have time to meditate, you should meditate longer because <laughs> that is literally, I know I it's, I understand. And it does, you know, I was meditating for an hour at a time that you don't have to, you can start literally with five minutes, five minutes of meditation. Um, I, for me, I will always, I'm like you, Valeria, I will always point back to meditation because I know the change it makes in our system, in our, in our brainwaves, in our nervous system, um, which all change the reality of what we're experiencing. So find Find times to meditate and also remember meditation can be a walk, a quiet walk for 20 minutes where you're really being present and recognizing the vibrance of what, you know, is all around you. That can be meditation. Um, 
or at least mindfulness. So that's, you know, a little bit more of a mindfulness meditation, really getting into meditation will change your reality. So if you're feeling trapped, I would say double down on the meditation because it is going to open up the door. That's going to change things for you in a way that you just, you can't willfully change it yourself. The energy has to shift. Um, and be ready for that change because like for me, it's sometimes things have to break and it doesn't always, you know, but even though it was really painful and there were so many things that I had to move through, it was also very exhilarating and freeing. And I knew that I was living in this whole, like this nurturing life. I was seeing the evidence of that um, support in so many different ways. So trusting it, trust that, there is a different reality for you that so many people have been exactly where you were and they shifted it too. Amazing. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. And as you were talking, I remember when I very first started, my mentor said she was telling me to meditate half hour a day. And I remember fighting with her and telling her, yeah, I don't have time for that. I can do all this stuff, but I don't have time for that. And I remember her just looking at me like, yeah, it's non-negotiable. Right. It's like, do you want to change? Do yeah. Change? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, like I'm hearing all this, this, this blabber, but you no, know, this is what you have to do. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. And it's like, and I think the other thing is realize that sometimes our resistance to it is a deep down knowing that things will change. Sometimes that can feel really scary. Um, and, but the, the change it creates, the, also understanding the change, you know, mm -hmm. maybe do some research and understanding how meditation um, actually literally changes our DNA so that we can understand why, because I think that's sometimes a kind of a missing piece. It's like, well, I'm doing this, but I don't, how, what, like, how is this really going to make a difference? And, and it does. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like I had time to meditate for an hour either. I was getting up like really early to make sure I was doing it. It was important enough to me. Um, I trusted in the process. And even when I was like, huh, yeah, well, I'm seeing some things, but not too much has changed. I continued to do it. Um, and I still meditate. I still, it's a, it's a very integral part of like my well being. Yeah. And also, um, I wanted to bring up, like, when I started, it took me about two weeks to get into the rhythm. Yeah. I set up a time of from this time to this, mine was half an hour, um, I'm going to meditate. And, you know, I would get up, I would stop, I would hear my son outside, I would hear noises, and I would get distracted. And it took me about two weeks to really get down to be able to get to actually meditate for 30 minutes and then by the third week i was seeing a difference so it can happen that quickly and, and it, it is hard at the beginning i think that's the and you like when you talk to people who have really picked up it's almost always happens that quickly it can feel slow to get started but it really does happen fast once it does and things yeah. change in the most like dynamic crazy kind of unexpected ways. Like I didn't know when I started meditating that my marriage of 24 years and my whole life was going to like shift. 
And I don't know if I would have done it if I realized that. So sometimes we, we can't know um, because, you know, sometimes it is a little bit of a different, it's going to be a little turbulent for a while. And, and my experience, it's not like you meditate in your life, your marriage is going to fall apart. So don't worry. That was just part of what, but that was my journey. That was part of this progression for me, but um, for you, it may be, you know, and, and some people don't have to experience any kind of loss. Some people are more aligned with um, the life that they're really wanting to live. Um, mm -hmm. At the time, I was so out of alignment with who I who I needed to be to be that person who, you know, the CEO of a publishing company, um, a lot had to shift for me to become that person. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing talk. Um, I find so much value here. I hope a lot of people get to hear it and see it. And and if you guys are watching, leave a comment and let us know like how this has helped you. Um, where can people go find you and the things that you um, do? Yeah. So um, one of my favorite things to do is to work with entrepreneurs to share their own stories. Um, it's to share their story, their vision, their mission, to help entrepreneurs become more radiant in their visibility. And I think all of these tools that I've used have put me in this position where I can be a model for people and how, how that can look in a very practical way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just an everyday person um, who keeps putting myself, advocating for myself and seeing how can I be the best version. So um, check out my podcast, the Radiant Reach podcast, Empowered Conversations for Inspired Living. And I actually am having Valeria on. Um, <laughs> so you can check that out. But, um, you know, it's, it's really an opportunity conversations with people who are doing, um, people who are doing incredible work in the world and kind of how did they get to that place? And then the insights that they share, um, to help you move, um, the needle in certain directions, depending on like the modality and the, the work that they're doing. So check me out there. Um, you can check me out my website, inspiredheartspublishing.com. Um, and if you're interesting in, you know, the self-publishing, um, indie publishing world, check me out there. Um, I'm most active on Facebook as far as social media. Um, so feel free to connect with me there and, um, feel free to always reach out and say, Hey, I heard your um, interview with Valeria and I'd love to talk. Cause I think that's one thing that we didn't get to talk about is the need for support and mentorship when you're moving through such major change. Um, and that is something that I understand is so valuable. So if you're in a position of transition and you're like, Hey, this, you know, a lot of what you're saying resonates, reach out and say hi, cause I'd love to support you. Yay. Awesome. I'm going to put all of um Nicolette's uh, links and the underneath on the description part so you can find her easier. And um, if for some reason, the link is not uh, live, just copy and paste and then you can find it. And don't forget to subscribe and like. Um, and I will see you later. Thank you so much, Nicolette. This is going to be amazing. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Yay. Bye. Bye, everyone.